You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. I want to go back to the point where you decided to to kind of focus on this path of entrepreneurial work, primarily in the in the trades, as opposed to I don't want to say it's anti college, but as as a different path from sort of a traditional go to college, go work for a Fortune five hundred, you know, the white collar path. When you look at somebody who is at that decision point and saying, should I take the traditional path of formal education and moving in that direction, or should I take a path of sort of moving into trades, moving into my own business, uh, kind of getting my hands dirty and making my my livelihood that way, so to speak? How does somebody decide, in your estimation, which path is going to be right for them? What, what is the calculus there? It, it's it's real simple. I mean, I, I, I hate to over I hate to to oversimplify it, but I don't want to overcomplicate it. Why are you doing it? Like, what's the end game for you to go to college? What's the? What, I I, I want to know what the end game is. Okay, if the end game is that you want to become a scientist, so you can cure cancer. Fine, go do that. Rock and roll. <laughs> Have a great time. If the end game is you just want a better life, well, whoa, whoa, wait, time out. Tell me what that means. Like, we all want a life. We all want a better life. But listen, we're not on this planet for 90 years so we can live to work, right? We're, we're on this planet to work so that we can live. Well, let's talk about what living means. Because if I can figure out what you want your life to look like first, at least that opens up many paths that there are to get there. And, and I say this, and guys, I, I got to tell you, it, it can be controversial, but I absolutely believe it. I don't think it's always so important what you do for a living as it is what you do with what you do for a living. And what What I mean mean by by that that is ditch digging was absolutely number 99 out of a list of 100 things that I wanted to do for myself. I wanted to be a race car driver. But I knew that it was a means to a very, very financially rewarding end. And I could create a lot of wealth doing this. So did I eventually become a race car driver? Yeah. I mean, I don't race NASCAR, but I have a bunch of cars and I race them on the track on the weekends with my buddies and I still got that itch. I still was able to scratch that occupational itch. So I would tell you this, I would say, if someone's at that at that Y in the road, I would say sit down, figure out what you want your life to look like, and then ask yourself, does that picture depend on a four-year degree? Because if it does... Go for it. You want to be a super rich doctor? Then yeah. Then go spend three hundred and fifty grand and go be a surgeon or whatever. But that's a specific path. If it doesn't, then I would say, hey, there are all kinds of amazing occupations where you get to do all those things that I mentioned earlier in a controlled fashion, right? Working for yourself, loving your life, being outside. There's all kinds of ways to make an absolute fortune. And the reason I say that is because the reason that most people don't think blue collar people make any money is because they never asked them. Because there yeah, are but, unbelievable 
amounts of money out there to be made in the, in the blue collar world. I mean, well, I, 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 I can tell you from personal experience, the, the, the clients that I've worked with over the years, one of my wealthier clients, uh, <laughs> would come to our meetings, sit in our lobby of our wealth management office wearing, uh, you know, tennis shoes, dirty blue jeans and a pearl snap shirt. And he was one of the wealthier guys. I know. <laughs> uh, another one I, I, I know comes in and he's got dirt on his boots because he runs cattle, but wealthy guy. What's your experience, Singer? With- yeah, I mean, the, the, I know that the, you obviously can make a lot of money in virtually anything from, from clients to uh, other business owners that I know. There's an endless way to make money. And when I talk to them, most of them will tell you that making money is really easy. Keeping money is a lot more difficult. Um, so I think that's a myth, you know, and it's perpetuate the, the myth that you have to go to college to be successful is obviously a myth. People will fight against that or defend the myth by saying, well, if you look at the averages between people who go to college and don't go to college, uh, the people who go to college end up earning more money. And what I would say to that is, sure, you're, you're, you're including in the non-college bucket a lot of people who wouldn't have made any money whether they went to college or not. Maybe they weren't competent enough to get to college. They weren't motivated enough to go to college. But college wouldn't have been the reason why they wasn't the reason that they're not successful. Um, and so they get lumped into the group and to the statistical data set of people who didn't go to college. But I think that the we got to look at where is the message coming from that we've got to go to school. And it's coming from the schools that else you know uh, the the loudest person in my life when i was a high school senior telling me to go to college was the the college counselor who was employed by the school <laughs> so the education system wants me to go to college that's going to be a pretty hard uh, narrative to fight against so i really am happy that you're doing that when i talk with clients who are preparing to pay for their children to go to college it's become more and more difficult for me as a professional to navigate those conversations because 30 years ago, it was much more affordable. And now, even to an upper middle class family, if they have three, four children, college is simply out of reach. The idea that you are going to pay for all four of your children to go to college and graduate with zero debt, because that's what your parents did for you in the 80s, is uh, it, it's, it's really not possible for most people who have that dream. If what they want for their children is to go to a four-year, um, you know, inst- university, live on campus, and pay full tuition, and I've noticed that a lot of families are unwilling to compromise on the experience of college in order to make it financially successful. So I'll tell them, hey, you know, we, how can we make this less expensive? Well, we could, um, you could, you know move the burden of the loans to your child. It's their degree, at least, you know, that's one way there's no loans for your own retirement, but there at least are loans for college education. Uh, you could lower the cost of school. So don't look at Vanderbilt and SMU, look at the state schools. Oh, for the state schools are too expensive. We could look at community college or even state schools have varied pricing, you know, here in Texas, Texas state is a lot less expensive than the university of Texas. Uh, or again, or community college, online college for two, three years, and then graduated at a university if that degree and that diploma is so important. Um, and I find that people don't really take that up. <laughs> people are unwilling to compromise because they still believe in the myth that you're talking about, that they've got to go uh, to XYZ University to be successful. Yeah, I, I wrote 
I wrote an open letter to parents. It's on my website. And I said, listen, I understand that you birthed your child, you clothed your child, you fed your child, you sheltered your child, you raised your child, you educated them as much as you could, you sent them to school, you protected them as much as you could. And now somehow you think the only way you can be deemed a successful parent is if they have a degree hanging on their wall. That has never been true, ever. It only is now because you're being brainwashed by billion-dollar corporations to say it's us or else. I mean, when I think of the big, the big heart, the Ivy League schools who have $80 billion in their endowment fund, and you ask them why do they have that and they can't answer the question, oh, well, we have it for scholarships. Wrong. You could give everyone free college for the next 100 years and you'd never run out of money. Uh, unless you're going to build 50 more campuses the size of the one that you have, you still wouldn't run out of money, okay? So, you know, if your college is paying your football coach $9 million a year, you know, you have to think about, is this more of a show or is this really intended to educate your kid? The other thing you have to think about is, is your goal a happy kid or is your goal an educated kid? And those are not mutually exclusive. So, I look at it this way. Okay, so, and I've seen kids that have gone through this. So I get out of high school. I start in a construction job. I make between fifty and 75000 a year, right off the bat. So let's just call it 50. 50 times four years of that is 200000 Or I could send my kid to school, pay 50000 a year, hopefully not borrow that money, and have a $50,000 negative on my asset base by the time I'm 23. That's a $400,000 swing from one extreme to the next. So I'm just telling you, parents, at least think about that before you automatically yeah. shove your kid into a school when you know damn well he'd be better off being a carpenter, maybe having his own construction company and killing it, okay? There, a friend of mine went to college for four years before dropping out to start his own plumbing company. <laughs> so <laughs> I he hear did, that all the time. the worst of both. <laughs> I hear that, I hear that all the both. time. I, I mean, and again, you know, I've been very fortunate. I'm very blessed and I'm very grateful. But no one's ever rolled up into my driveway and seen what I've accomplished and went, wow, man, what degree do you have? I mean, no one's ever asked me that. Yeah. Thanks for making the great decision to listen in to this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.